So we start with the lifestyle changes first. Because unless we fix the lifestyles, you know, going to the advanced levels of fixing, you know, like getting them on supplements or advanced things just doesn't work. So in that aspect, food is great, right? You know, how we identified food can cause symptoms, but food can also be healing. So we have developed this kind of diet, you know, which uh, especially for Hashimoto's patients, where we kind of categorize them into two things. First, food, which is bad for your thyroid or autoimmunity, you need to remove them. And second is actually food that is good for your thyroid, you need to eat them. All right, my friends, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. And boy, are we in store for an amazing conversation today because we are joined by a true expert, Dr. Anshul Gupta, who is an integrative medicine practitioner, author, speaker, and the world's leading expert in Hashimoto's disease. And Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder that causes inflammation of the thyroid gland, one of our main metabolism glands that helps all these different functions that we want to care about. And this Hashimoto's disease leads to damage and reduced thyroid hormone production, and it primarily affects middle-aged women. Hint, hint. That's why we brought him on today to discuss the symptoms it can cause, such as fatigue, weight gain, and difficulty concentrating. And Dr. Gupta's 2021 book, Reversing Hashimoto's, A Three-Step Process for Losing Weight, Ending Fatigue and Reducing Brain Fog provides a comprehensive guide to understanding and reversing this condition. And today, we're really blessed to have Dr. Gupta on to share his expertise in person. I'm going to ask him some questions about this. And as I do, I want you to reflect on your own life right now, especially if you've ever had any troubles with just feeling you have hormonal imbalances, you've struggled to lose weight in the past, and you just think something's off, then this is going to be a heck of a conversation. So Dr. Gupta, welcome to the show. Dr. Anthony, thank you so much for having me on the show. I think you are doing an amazing job of sharing all this great knowledge and information. There's a lot of females, you know, who are going through a lot of struggles and don't know how to get better. So thank you for inviting me over here. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, like I said in the introduction, like it's a privilege to be able to truly have one of the world's leading, if not the leading expert in this. And so I kind of want to ask you, like, why did you get so passionate about this topic? Like, why did you zone in on Hashimoto's? and, And why is this so prevalent today? Why is this conversation needing to be had? So actually, this is a long story and actually starts with my own health struggles. So, you know, like by training, I'm a family physician. And then just immediately after my training of family physician, I was working in a private clinic, like seeing a lot of different patients. But suddenly over the course of just few years, my health started getting worse. You know, I was starting to gain weight. You know, I was having brain fog issues. You know, I was tired to the point that I have to take a nap just during the day just to function. A lot of gut problems, this gut pain, random gut pain that was hitting me, you know, during the clinic hours or other times. And I had no idea what was going on with me. You know, obviously being a physician myself, I started taking some medications, did nothing. I thought I was not smart enough. So let me ask these specialists to fix me. So I went to specialists after specialists, did multiple tests endoscopies, ultrasounds, blood work, everything was normal. They added more medications, just kind of throwing it out, you know, like kind of a blind eye, but nothing was working. And I was just 32 years of age and I was totally scared of whether I have to live the rest of my life this way. And where should I seek hope? Because literally nobody was able to help me. That's where I found functional medicine, integrative medicine, because I was hearing stories, you know, about my clients or about my patients who got better after doing those things. 
So I got certified into functional medicine. I applied it into myself by figuring out what root causes are playing a role into my health. And by making a simple plan of some lifestyle changes, changing my diet, changing my stress management, taking certain supplements, my life changed. One month, you know, my pain was gone completely. Within six months, I was off all medications. Wow. I lost 40 pounds. And my energy levels were so high that I even participated in a 5K rugged maniac. And for me to do that was a big thing because I was never an athletic person. Yeah. So that that's, started that's amazing. Yeah. So that started my health journey. So then I wanted to share this with the world around. So then I got this opportunity to work at the Cleveland Clinic Functional Medicine Department along with Dr. Mark Hyman. And what I noticed was that I was seeing these middle-aged females coming over here with very exactly the same symptoms as mine. They were all having weight issues. They were all brain foggy. They were all tired. And the biggest thing was that they were doing each and everything which the doctor was telling them to do, but still not getting better. And the one common denominator was that all of them have thyroid issues, especially Hashimoto's. So that got me interested. I need to help these people. So I started researching this particular topic. And then to my surprise, I found that, you know, like this totally misunderstood topic at this point of time of Hashimoto's and thyroid disorders. And that's where, you know, I made this protocol where, you know, through research-based things, we were able to help thousands of Hashimoto's females to get their life back and reverse it. So that's where, you know, the genesis of the book happened that I wanted to share a book with some research backing into it, their research references so that, you know, like what we're talking about makes sense and it has research backing to it. And that's what I do in my telemedicine, functional medicine practice, helping Hashimoto's clients to get better. That's a powerful story. You know, in a hero's journey, I would say, to go through the exact same pain that you were able to figure out. And it's it's really cool from an integrative perspective and now bring that to bless other people who are struggling with a similar thing. Like, doesn't get any better than that. And I want to go a little big picture and, and ask, like, can you explain the disease process of Hashimoto's? And, and, and in general, like autoimmune diseases... Like period, you know, when I, when I put on, when I flip on like nighttime TV sometime with my wife, you see all these commercials for drugs that are um, immune suppression drugs because we have this explosion of autoimmune diseases, it seems. Are we just becoming more aware of these or are these just becoming more prevalent and how is it specifically affecting the thyroid for women? Absolutely. So let's first start with Hashimoto's disease. So several females are being diagnosed with thyroid disorder. The most common thyroid disorder they get diagnosed with is what we call as hypo thyroidism or low thyroid. The treatment is that you put on this medicine and then go home. Most people don't know the reason of their hypothyroidism. And currently, the number one reason of hypothyroidism world over is Hashimoto's disease. And nobody, nobody is getting tests done to actually getting checked whether they have Hashimoto's or not. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition where your body is producing antibodies. And these antibodies are destroying the thyroid gland. And this is a very slow process. So this might take months to years of destruction of the thyroid gland, slow and slowly. And then eventually, this Hashimoto's leads to hypothyroidism or low thyroid. And that's where, you know, the, the just the one blood test that we do, the TSH, that picks up that, okay, well, your thyroid is not functioning. Let's put you on this thyroid hormone to fix the problem. 
and in horror more than 60% of females who are taking this medicine continue to suffer from symptoms even after taking this medicine because what they don't know is that hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune condition and this medicine is just a bandaid giving you extra thyroid hormone it is not doing anything for the underlying process of inflammation autoimmunity or these antibodies and that is the reason conventional doctors are not checking these antibodies for hashimoto's disease because they don't have a medicine to fix it yet so that's the problem with this Hashimoto's disease. And as you said, autoimmune conditions are skyrocketing. Yes. It is not only that we are diagnosing them more or we are looking for them more, even for Hashimoto's disease. So the first time thyroid disorders were dis discovered, the low thyroid or hypothyroidism, 80% of patients, the reason of hypothyroidism was iodine deficiency. Mm -hmm. It was not Hashimoto's. So everybody, you know, like we started this national campaign of adding iodine to our salt and to fortified food. And coming now, we thought that the re then, you know, the incidence of hypothyroidism will improve. It will go low. But it is doing the opposite. Incidence of hypothyroidism has actually increased because now the number one reason of hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's disease. We don't see low iodine deficiency. Very rarely, maybe 5 to 10% of people will have iodine deficiency. Everybody has Hashimoto's disease, which is causing it. So certainly we are seeing an increase of autoimmune diseases world over, all different kinds of it. And what people don't know is that Hashimoto's disease is the number one autoimmune condition world over. And we are not even checking for it. So this is an autoimmune condition. A lot of people are not even aware that they have it. So that's the worst part about it. And I think the increase in the incidence that we are seeing in autoimmune conditions has to be related with our environment. Mm -hmm. Now, the research suggests one thing. Autoimmune conditions, whether Hashimoto's or rheumatoid arthritis or anything, it happens because of interplay between a person's genetic makeup and the environment around them. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will blame the genes. Oh, well, it's my genes. You know, that's the reason we got it. Well, but there are several people, they don't have family history of these autoimmune conditions. They are getting it, right? So it is not only the genes. It is mainly the environment that we are all getting exposed to, which is causing this, you know, like increase in autoimmune conditions. Yeah, that's a beautiful answer. I want to ask one quick question, then I want to go deeper into the genes environment interaction. If someone were curious, maybe they are taking some kind of thyroid medication, they have believe they just had simply hypothyroid, what kind of blood test should they ask their doctor for to investigate Hashimoto's more deeply? Absolutely. So it's a very simple test. It's not complicated. You know, you just get antibodies levels checked, you know, for Hashimoto's disease. The two antibodies are one is TPO, which is thyroid peroxidase antibody, and the other one is thyroglobulin antibodies. Each and every lab out there, whether it's LabCorp, Quest, whatever lab that you use can easily do this test. It's covered by by majority of the insurances. So again, you can easily get those things done. And the way to interpret it is that basically you look at that lab range of those antibodies. And if your range of antibodies are higher than the lab range, bingo, that is a diagnostic criteria of Hashimoto's disease. You don't need to go for any ultrasounds or biopsies or anything to prove it. Just the presence of antibodies proves that you have Hashimoto's disease. Nice. It's, it's actually pretty fortunate it is so simple and clear-cut and accessible to get those tests. So that is great news. Now, I want to dive into this, uh, this genes environment conversation because as you're saying this, what I'm thinking about is how do our bodies 
in the internal aspect, interface with this external environment? Well, we're breathing air in, so it's coming into our lungs and our respiratory passages, but we're also eating food and putting things in our mouth. And we have this immune system that's lining our digestive tract. And and I'm thinking back to your story and you're like, you had a lot of stomach issues in addition to this. So, and we're all learning how important gut health is for all of this. So how, how does the digestive system and gut health like interplay with this whole picture? And is there as strong of a connection as I'm teasing out here? Absolutely. So, you know, like, again, there is a new terminology, something called leaky gut, you know, which has been kind of came to know about five to 10 years, you know, by some researchers. And now what we understand is that a lot of autoimmune conditions actually starts with this leaky gut. So what is basically leaky gut, right? So leaky gut is, you know, like our gut is lined with trillions of cells, right? And these cells, you know, kind of have junctions between them. They are basically connected with each other, right? And then, you know, like between these connections, you know, like small pieces of, you know, of whatever digested food or things get absorbed from them. In leaky gut, those junctions becomes more spaced out. There is more space between them, you know, kind of that's the very easiest way to kind of explain that. And then not only the things which were small enough to get passed through it, the bigger things starts getting passed through it, like bacteria, like viruses, unwanted food particles, all of those things pass through those barriers of our gut that are not supposed to pass into a bloodstream. Now, when they pass through a bloodstream, your immune system detects them as foreign material that they are not supposed to be there. And whenever there is a foreign invasion you know, or any invasion happening to our body, what is going? To, the immune system is going to raise an alarm that you're not supposed to be there So they actually start firing, you know, immune cells to these things. And in that friendly fire is what they start the process of antibody production. These antibodies leads to different destruction in the body. Now, the interesting factor is that we all have weak immune systems. We all have weak points, which are immune system attacks. So a lot of females have their thyroid, which is kind of their weak point. So that's the reason this immune antibody starts destroying the thyroid gland. Can you tease out that last part a little bit? I'm really interested about that. So the thyroid, at least for women, seems to be particularly susceptible for autoimmune damage and autoimmune influence. Can you explain that a little bit more? Absolutely. So again, we see that, you know, um, hypothyroidism is more common in females, right? You know, especially Mm -hmm. in middle-aged females and like later females. So what we have seen is that, you know, because the females goes through a lot of different hormonal shifts and changes, whether it's their, you know, like uh, monthly menstrual cycles, whether it is, you know, like being pregnant, you know, or whether going through menopause, all of those things are big hormonal shifts. And what we know is that, you know, all of these hormones controls our immune system. So whenever these hormonal shifts are happening, female body is a little bit more susceptible to autoimmune conditions because these hormonal shifts directly affect their immune systems. And that's the reason their thyroid gland are more susceptible as compared to males for this damage to happening. So that's the reason we see females, so many females get diagnosed with Hashimoto's or thyroid disorder once they deliver their baby and postpartum they have all these symptoms. Or they get through menopause and suddenly they get diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. Because these are big hormonal shifts. Even stress, like going through a very stressful moment in your life, whether work-related stress or in your relationships or anything, and suddenly you get diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. So all of these hormonal shifts makes more uh, female bodies susceptible to thyroid conditions as compared to males. Great answer. 
And I want to ask you now, like to get more into the treatment side of things, how does an integrative medicine practitioner like yourself and your approach different from a conventional standard medicine when it comes to treating an autoimmune-based thyroid disease, Hashimoto's? So again, as I said, if you go to your regular doctor, which I am also a regular doctor, I'm not bashing any regular doctor over here. You're both. Yes, I'm nice. both. So <laughs> that's nice, right? Uh, but, you know, our uh, training is very limited. Our training is that, okay, if you have Hashimoto's disease, they are going to wait until your thyroid gets destroyed and cannot produce enough thyroid hormone, right? And the only treatment is that they're going to put you on this thyroid hormone. They are going to measure your TSH. If your TSH is within range, bingo, that's it. Nobody cares about your symptoms, how you're feeling, because they don't know what else to do to get you better, right? Mm -hmm. And then eventually your thyroid goes to this slow death because your Hashimoto's, these antibodies are destroying your thyroid gland. While an integrative or a functional medicine, what we do is that we actually work on these underlying root causes that are causing triggering of these antibodies that are related to Hashimoto's disease. We work on those underlying causes and we actually reduce inflammation. We reduce the antibody levels in the body so we can safeguard your thyroid gland. In some instances, we are able to reverse it to the point that sometimes people don't even need medicines. But the biggest advantage is that, you know, like you are saving your thyroid gland and your symptoms are going to get better. Your quality of life is going to get better. It is you are going to get the same life that you imagined that you are going to get. So improving the quality of life, improving thyroid numbers, improving inflammation, all of these things, you know, is what people get when they work with an integrative or a functional doctor. Nice. And I can see with the conventional approach, if the thyroid were to simply be destroyed and then you take exogenous thyroid hormone, you still have this underlying uh, inflammatory process at work. And who's to say that it doesn't manifest in, you know, joint issues, uh, you know, just general fatigue and malaise and, and maybe a more susceptibility for certain cancers if this is not fixed. And on the other side, when you do treat Hashimoto's holistically, integratively, you're also just generally improving all health parameters. So what kind of supplements and natural therapies are like key tools in the toolbox to help someone reduce inflammation, balance the immune system, and save the thyroid. So I think, you know, like my motto is obviously start with the basics. So we start with the lifestyle changes first. Because unless we fix the lifestyles, you know, going to the advanced levels of fixing, you know, like getting them on supplements or advanced things just doesn't work. So in that aspect, food is great, right? You know, how we identified food can cause symptoms, but food can also be healing. So we have developed this kind of diet, you know, which uh, especially for Hashimoto's patients, where we kind of categorize them into two things. First, food, which is bad for your thyroid or autoimmunity, you need to remove them. And second is actually food that is good for your thyroid, you need to eat them. So first food, which is bad, which is causing inflammation in the body, like gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugary foods, processed food, all of those things, we need to remove those. Because they're causing too much inflammation, they are the reason of antibody production in the body. So that's first those needs to go away. And then we need to include food which are healing for your thyroid, which includes a lot of non-starchy vegetables. You know, all of these vegetables have tons of antioxidants over there. They have good carbohydrates in there. They keep your gut in good shape. So tons and tons of non-starchy vegetables. Now, again, a lot of people are scared. Well, you know, I've been told not to eat vegetables, especially cruciferous vegetables, because they're goitrogens or they're bad for my thyroid. Again, 
that was an old thinking when iodine deficiency was the main reason because this yeah. was again you know a research study done in rabbits where you know like they were eating you know like some carrots or cruciferous vegetables and their ability to absorb iodine from the food decreased and that's the reason you know they were concerned about it but right now the main concern is hashimoto's disease and we have some research studies done which shows that all of these non starchy vegetables actually reduce inflammation and improve thyroid numbers in hashimoto's disease so absolutely there is good reason to consume all of these vegetables to support your thyroid gland good quality protein is the next one eating a lot of fish turkey chicken those are great good quality proteins lot of good quality fats again in our industry we have actually shied away from fat every fat is bad no we know there is good fat and there is bad fat so leave the good fat like leave the bad fat alone and then eat good fats avocados lot of nuts and seeds almonds walnuts you know chia seeds flax seeds all of these good fats are needed by your thyroid gland to function well and then gluten free grains maybe quinoa or brown rice like in a limited yeah. quantities those are also fine so these are all thyroid healing foods they are going to lower inflammation in the body and lower the antibodies so this is the cornerstone of our program that anybody who works with us first need to improve their diet and lifestyle so that you know they can get better once you have done these basic things then we move on to the advanced things Mhm. And I got to say like if anyone followed that diet regardless of having Hashimoto's like their health and their energy would pretty much improve period. I mean that's a natural non-processed diet that's balanced has good amount of the regular macronutrients and all that stuff. And it, not to go down a big rabbit hole but do you feel like there is some influence of the increased prevalence of of gut harming pesticides like Roundup and and glyphosate and stuff like this on impacting, you know, leaky gut and the thyroid or is that just out on inconclusive in your opinion? at this point no no absolutely so i think you know like toxins are one of the biggest reasons you know of thyroid disorders or hashimoto's disease 90% of my clients and i'm just not kind of throwing this number right randomly we do testing for toxins and 90% of my clients will have some or the other kind of toxins which is present in their body so these toxins are real and each and every day you know more and more toxins are being poured into our environment and all of these toxins damages our thyroid damages our gut you know like with our food we eat all of these you know glycosates and other pesticides directly goes to our gut microbiome we have trillions yeah. of bacteria in our gut some good some bad they are leading to the destruction of the good bacteria which is present in the gut when the good bacteria goes away then that leaves a hole in your gut which can be filled up by bad bacteria right so suddenly over the course of years we see that you know there is dysbiosis condition where you have less of the good bacteria and more of the bad bacteria and as you suggested that research is very clear that your gut microbiome detects or reflects what your underlying processes happening in the body gut is connected to your brain gut is connected to your all your endocrine glands so if there is inflammation in the gut your gut is in imbalance then it goes to create imbalance inside your body the another thing is that thyroid gland is like a sponge each and every toxin that enters your body unfortunately goes towards the thyroid gland it's at a very high affinity for thyroid gland for these toxins so again even small amount of toxins when they enter your body they starts deposition in the thyroid gland so over the course of time you actually leave, you know like uh, causes this toxic levels in your thyroid gland and again causes hashimoto's disease right now 
if someone, whether or not someone believes they have Hashimoto's or has low thyroid, what are some nutrients that work in specifically supporting the thyroid? And these could be food-based nutrients or supplement-based nutrients. What do you suggest for people in just good health who want to optimize thyroid function and people who are going through the healing process of Hashimoto's? So there's a lot of different vitamins and minerals, but some of the ones which I've seen, again, good research suggesting it. First is vitamin D. Vitamin D is one of those vitamins which has very, very being closely connected with Hashimoto's disease and thyroid disorders. We have at least 100 plus papers which show the benefit of vitamin D in thyroid disorders, including Hashimoto's disease. And again, most of us are deficient in vitamin D. If you go to your regular doctor, get your vitamin D levels checked, they are going to be either low or insufficient levels. So we need to make sure that we are having vitamin D in good amount or good quantity. Now, a lot of people say that when I do get you know, enough exposure to the sun, but sometimes just getting the exposure to the sun is not enough to produce enough vitamin D in our body. So we sometimes have to rely on supplementation so that we are getting enough quantity to the enough levels. So that's the vitamin D is the basic one. The second one is selenium. Again, selenium is one of those minerals which is needed by a thyroid gland for two things. First of all, for producing the thyroid hormone. And second of all, converting the inactive thyroid hormone. So your thyroid gland actually produces the inactive thyroid hormone called T4, which needs to be converted to the active form, which is a T3. And selenium is a part of these enzymes, which actually helps with conversion of T4 to T3. Mm-hmm. The interesting part is that a lot of people are taking this medicine called levothyroxine. That's the only medicine most people are taking, which is just yeah. the T4 medicine. And sometimes that T4 medicine is not completely getting converted to T3. Right. So that's the reason selenium is a great supplement. Selenium, again, in several research studies have shown that it can lower antibody levels in Hashimoto's disease. So, again, a great supplement, you know, like very difficult to get it through food because we do not have great sources. Brazil nut is a great source of selenium, but still, you know, it is very difficult to get enough selenium through food. So, again, supplementation is helpful, especially people who have Hashimoto's disease. If they don't have Hashimoto's disease, they just want to keep their thyroid healthy. Then I think just eating maybe one or two Brazil not a day will give you selenium to keep your thyroid in good shape nice the third supplement is zinc Again, zinc is one of those wonderful supplements which, you know, is good for almost everybody. You know, we rest, recently went through this pandemic, you know, like everybody was eating a lot of zinc for their immunity yeah. boosters. For sure. so interestingly, not a lot of people know that zinc is again needed by your thyroid gland. You know, obviously, because it is an immune booster, it supports your immunity. So it lowers inflammation in your body. So it obviously supports your in like thyroid or Hashimoto's. But again, it is also involved in the production and conversion of the thyroid hormones also. So zinc, when combined with selenium, again has an additional benefit of lowering antibodies in Hashimoto's patients and again supports the thyroid gland. The last supplement is magnesium. Again, magnesium is one of those supplements which I think each and every person should be taking because magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic processes in your body. Yeah. So again, a wonderful supplement and wonderful mineral that we all of it needs. The problem is this, our food currently is deficient in magnesium. So there was a research study done. What it does is that, you know, it compared the food Uh, from 1980s to the food currently. And what it showed was that the food currently is actually have lower amount of magnesium as compared to like, you know, 20 years ago. So even though we might be eating the healthiest diet, but our food itself is lower in the magnesium levels. And that's the reason we are not getting enough magnesium. 
So that's the reason we have to make an extra effort either to eat magnesium-rich foods, which there are not many, or we take a supplementation for it, right? And again, magnesium is helpful uh, for lowering inflammation in the thyroid gland, supports the thyroid hormone production. It again helps with the gut health. It helps with the brain health, all of those things. So again, that's another supplement, which I think a lot of people can take for not only for general health, but also specifically for the thyroid health. Yeah. I mean, very comprehensive. And these are like... What I love about this is these are pretty simple things that everyone's heard of. It's just a matter of being consistent with it. Like there's so many benefits of taking the magnesium, right? I mean, my family and I, we do keep Brazil nuts around. I almost think of like, it's like a tool in our toolkit. You don't eat tons of them, but they're there just because they're helpful. And you can pop a few a couple of times a week, um, you know, actually... It, and I do believe, and I don't know if you if you have heard of this too, but the selenium is a good binder of of methylmercury and every other heavy metals too. It binds them in the gut, so we, it's helpful on many many fronts, and that's that's fantastic. Now, I think we've covered like a really powerful like strategy here, and of course, there's your book, Reversing Hashimoto's. If anyone was like nodding their head throughout this or wants to learn more, like all this stuff is in there, plus way way more. And I want to end on a couple like success stories or case studies that you've. Had had from patients who have kind of like gone through this holistic approach and what they've experienced on the other side of this. Cause I think it's really good for someone who's been struggling for a long time to hear these messages of hope, not just what to do. Absolutely. Again, obviously we have so many stories, but you know, like one that resonates with me or comes from my mind because we were just working with this client. So she was a 36 year old female came to see me like around four months ago was diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, close to four years ago. She was taking the regular medicine, the Synthroid or the Levothyroxine. She was having a lot of symptoms, you know, like she had gained around 35 pounds, you know, like since diagnosed with Hashimoto's. She had gut issues, you know, like going from constipation to diarrhea, a lot of bloating, a lot of tiredness. As soon as she would wake up in the morning, she will have some energy. By, by the time noon hits, she's done. She said, I'm just done to the day. If I don't take a nap, I cannot function. She was having brain fog issues that she was forgetting things. Now, she's a very young mom because she just got like delivered her baby like, you know, three years ago. So initially everybody was saying, oh, well, you know, you're just a young mom, too busy with kids, you know, so that's the reason, you know, these symptoms are there. So you just need to like de-stress. She said, well, I'm not stressed out. You know, like I know I'm a mom, but I can handle this. So there's something going on. But they were ordering just one test, TSH, which was normal. Eventually, somehow she came to know about Hashimoto's and complete thyroid profile of looking at T3 and T4. So once she did the complete thyroid profile, you know, like her TSH was still normal. You know, T3 was slightly low, free T3. And then her thyroid antibodies are super high. So she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but the doctor said, well, your TSH is normal. You know, like, you don't need any medicines. Go home. You know, like, you know, you just keep checking it every six months. So she was disappointed with it. She, again, because she did not know anything more, she was just researching on internet. She went on six months later on. Her This time, the TSH was abnormal. She was started on medicine. Nothing changed. She was still the same person. So that's the time she came to see me, you know, like, oh, figuring out, okay, well, maybe functional medicine, you know, has an answer for me. So we actually did a complete analysis on her to see what's going on. So what we identified was that, you know, she, when she was growing up, she had a lot of antibiotics for different kinds of colds and things, which destroyed her gut microbiome. So she already had leaky gut. She already had uh, imbalance, you know, in her gut with a lot of bad bacteria. We identified she had some toxins that she got exposed to, especially the mold toxins, you know, where she was working and things. And then obviously there was like too much stress, which happened in her early phases in her life, which again did not help her with those things. 
then we kind of made a very stepwise plan you know like we made change her diet we kind of put on a stress reduction techniques sleeping better techniques put on a series of supplements based on all the things that we found which are wrong for her and then within 3 months she was feeling better she already lost 15 pounds her energy levels were so good that she doesn't have to take a nap you know her brain fog is gone she's actually completely a functional person So that was great. Then she went to an endocrine doctor and she repeated the blood work. Her antibody levels, which were 1100, now came down to almost 90. She oh, got a gosh. she got a call from an endocrine doctor's office saying that you know there is a lab error. We want to repeat the labs. And she said, why? What happened? They said, well, your antibody levels, which were like four months ago to 1100, they are only 90. So that is not possible. I think this is a lab error. She said, no, I'm working on to get them down. She said, no, that doesn't happen. We want to repeat it. She said, I'm not paying for it. She said, that's okay. You know, we'll make your insurance pay for it, but repeat it. She repeated the blood test, and it was still the same 90. Her doctor flipped out. She said, you know, I have never seen this happening. that you know like from 1100 it went to 90 in just these 3 to 4 months she said well i'm working with this functional doctor and then i'm doing these things i'm feeling better you know i look at the scale i already lost 15 pounds and he was still like well maybe it is working for you i don't believe in it you know like you still have to take the medicine and she was like really you're seeing a difference in me and you're changing me and this is like a, you, the lab values are changing and still cannot believe it so he did not believe into it he said well if you're doing it good for you go ahead and doing it she was like you know i was so disappointed i thought maybe now there is hope for other people that this doctor is going to share that you can do so much more to take control of your disease so this is a sad phase that a lot of you know like uh, conventional doctors are still not open to the possibility that you can actually lower the antibodies reverse this condition and make people feel better but we yeah. still teach in every day Well, here's the beautiful thing about truth is it can never be snuffed out like it keeps on coming to the surface and you keep on sitting in the pocket doing your work as well as your colleagues doing the similar things. And in 5-10 years, I think yours is going to be the standard practice, standard protocol, you know. Who knows what the time frame is, but it's just beautiful, a beautiful example of holistic natural healing bringing in bridging this gap between conventional practices as well as integrative practices and helping people truly heal. And and with the thyroid too, it's just your energy is your sense of life and vitality. And when you can gain that back, like that's that's your whole life experience. I couldn't imagine what your one particular client would have to go through dragging on for 15, 20, 30 years raising her young kids and like going through all that with no energy and and not understanding that there's actually a simple root cause here. So bravo. I know that's literally just one clinical vignette of maybe hundreds thousands that you've had and um and it's just awesome to be able to hear this and it gives me a lot of hope and uh I just appreciate you for the work that you do and being a massive champion for this message. Absolutely like the biggest statement that each and every person makes after working with us is that Dr Gupta I cannot imagine why people are not doing this thing mm-hmm. and I simply say that you know like because the world out there is not giving them a hope that you know they can get better they are too afraid no 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 like you know i have been to these doctors everybody has told me that you cannot get better you have to live the same life forever for you so they are literally afraid that you know they are going to fail again uh, said so that's what the biggest issue is that if they believe in us that this is going to work and if they do the work which we tell them to do then you see the results and they said you know like i wish that more and more people do this thing each and every person says that and everybody say that well i am so 
guilty that I did not do it before, but finally I did it. And I finally am getting my life back. And this is the best gift, you know, like that anybody can get. And this is truly amazing to see these things happening. Yeah, it really is. And you mentioned, and maybe I'm just like getting excited for a few people listening to this right now that you do telemedicine. Is that something that you do offer? And how can, and generally the other question is how can people connect with you more, learn from you and anywhere you'd like to send people, whether it's your book, telemedicine, et cetera. Absolutely. So yes, you know, like we are sharing information, all different formats, you know, so we have a very active blog on our website called anshulguptamd.com. A lot of great information over there. We do have a YouTube channel. Again, uh, the handle is anshulguptamd. A lot of videos about there improving your Hashimoto's and thyroid. So people can share that. Obviously, my book is a great resource, reversing Hashimoto's for people to understand what is going on with them. And now we offer telemedicine services to people all all over the country so they can literally yes. work from wherever they want and they can improve their Hashimoto's. Again, they can go on our website, anshulguptamd.com and then hit the consultation section and all the information about how they can work with us is over there. Nice. And we'll have all these links in the show notes as well to make it convenient for everyone. And uh, Dr. Gupta, this was my pleasure to like create a platform to spread your message even further and wider than you're already doing it. And um, you're an amazing guy. I appreciate you for your life journey, all that you're helping and serving people and for having a really clear, powerful conversation. I mean, to cover what we did in this amount of time is, is impressive and impactful. So I thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And thank you so much for the work that you are doing. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 